Let me read something to you, and um, uh, I want to read it before I start in my Spanish Bible. And uh, I am talking about the command to love, you know, or, uh, or the command, I believe, as I stated it, the love commandment is what I've, I've uh, entitled this, the love commandment. And I believe the commandment to love one another, is, I, I say, is not a request. It's a commandment. So I believe that when God speaks a commandment, to every heart that is open, these words enter. And then you and I become what we have received and heard. You, you, don't, you don't always receive what you have heard. Sometimes when God speaks and your heart is closed, it's just like it falls on deaf ears. You may hear a sound, but there's not an understanding of the sound. There's not a, a receiving of what was heard or what was spoken. So the commandment to love one another is not a request. In John chapter 13, it's one of my favorite verses, uh, and it is verses, verses, actually two verses, 34 and 35, where Jesus says in John chapter 13, 34 and 35, he says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, agapao, that you love one another, as I have loved you, agapao, that you also love one another. By this you all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another, if you have this agapao or agape. Now, they're not always used like we often say, these words are not always used like we often say, but I'm not going to have time to get into that. But it does carry with it, the agapao carries with it a sense of doing the right thing for the right reason. That's the great sense that it carries. I've done this right thing for the right reason, not so much of what I'm going to get from that. Uh, it's like loving someone like a close friend. Like, like, I love you. There's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I love you. I care for you. I care for your soul. That's what that means. Um, it, it, the, it, it, this word occurs 110 times in the New Testament. And it's spe specifically for behavior between people. It's for the, the behavior that we have between us, the interaction that we have. And then this word agape, we hear a lot of, about agape, in which I think it is correct what we have heard, but it's used in more than the sense that we normally hear. But agape is selfless, sacrificial, giving, non-emotional, and unconditional love. So that's what agape means. It means that you have selfless, you don't have self-interest at heart. It is selfless, sacrificial, giving, non-emotional, unconditional love. That's amazing. And, I, and when you use, when you, in, in English we have this word, I love. You know, but in, in the Greek there are a lot of different words for love, you know. But here we have eros is one of them, agape, uh, phileo. Uh, and we have uh, many words for love. But in English we have one, one word for love, as it were. We say, I love my wife, I love God, I love my dog, I love my cat. 
You know what I'm saying? And so we have that. But in the Greek, it's different. So when you're reading the scriptures, uh, I, what I, I found is that you have to make sure that you understand the context of what is being said, and then you understand why they're using the word agapao or agape. You'll, you'll find out why. Because, as we have said to you, context determines meaning. So you have to always do that. Context dis- determines meaning. We're saying that uh, the love commandment is, God is, is love one another, as I have loved you. You know, and Jesus tells us that greater love has no one than this, than, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And so this is amazing love, the love of God, but it's a love that God gives us and not a love that is manufactured um, by humanity, by human beings. This is a love that God gives us. A lot of times, I think we are like the, the, these guys who drive these big trucks, these 250s and 350s, and they have these gas tanks, a couple of gas tanks in there, and, and they have a little switch. They switch from one gas tank to the other because they're driving these rural roads, and we're like that. We, we just have, uh, we have a human love, and, and we have uh, divine love, and what we do is when we get tired of, of being selfless, we just turn to the selfish thing. I mean, that's really happening. You know, here we are, let's, for example, you have two spirit-filled people who love, love God, but have a, a lot of difficulty with each other. That makes absolutely no sense. Brother, I've missed you. But, but you know, that, that's uh, amazing. How is it that we can love God, have the love that God gives? the love that God has poured out into our hearts. We can have that kind of love, but yet we won't switch it on, as it were. We won't commit to loving somebody and be, as it were, a victim, sort of. I'm not talking about beating somebody. I'm not talking about beating them and, and, and you know, this spousal abuse thing and men hitting their wives and, and then saying, I'm sorry. No, you need to be, be flogged in the public square. Is it all right for me to just be a daddy and a husband? You, you know, you ought to be flogged in the public square. That's, what you, uh, that's what, exactly what you need. I'm sorry. You are sorry, but in the East Texas sense of that word. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody's here like that, you, you get it right. You know what I'm saying? Now, I, I, was, I had this kind of thing. I, I, was, I was up a lot praying in the night. I mean, I don't say that as a badge. It's just something I'm sharing with you. And I was up praying and, and praying and praying and praying. And so when I woke up, uh, finally, you know, got a little nap and then woke up again. I had a little bit of an edge. You know how that is? You know, just a little bit of thing there. And I said, Lord, I don't want to hurt anybody today. I don't want to hurt anybody. I want to talk to them gently this morning. You know, scripture, let, let me talk a little bit about this love. In 1 John 3, 23 and 24, and I added these verses because I thought they were pertinent uh, as uh, they, they belong there as a sort of a bridge to what we shared last time and then what we're sharing today. Uh, John says, and this is his commandment. This is the Lord Jesus's commandment. I want us to hear because I believe so often we, we hear and then we leave and we act like people who have forgotten what they heard. Now, maybe you've not been challenged with that. I, I have been challenged in my life with that. But I, I found that I have to be intentional. If I want to maintain or, re, or retain uh, what God has given to me, I have to be intentional about it. I've talked to you about a Spanish word called guardar. 
Guadar means to, to guard, but it also means to keep. And I realize that in, in the Spanish language, you get this understanding. It's just there for you. So everybody who speaks Spanish and understands Spanish, you need to really get this. And you need to help us get this because you cannot keep what you don't guard. Amen. You have to be vigilant. And, and I'm talking to somebody here. Amen. I'm talking to somebody here. And so we, we have a love commandment to love. And if, I'm, if my heart is open to God, I have the ability to love. I have the ability to persevere. I have a, the ability to keep going and loving this person who is having a difficult time. Because I, I promise you, in relationships, somebody is going to act crazy. I, I'm trying not to be too hard. But in relationships, somebody at some time is going to wake up and have a bad hair day. And so and at that juncture, you're not to mess up your hair because their hair is messed up. Are you with me? Come on. You know, and so, and so what I'm saying is, is that we need to walk this thing out intentionally. Are you with me? Because God has spoken something into the believer that the believer has that nobody else has. And if you have not suffered wrong, then you have not suffered really. Because you deserve the other thing. But when you've conducted yourself well, and somebody's not conducting themselves well, and you are in what I call an inextricable relationship, that means you just can't go to the divorce court. You can't extricate yourself from them. You can't remove yourself from the relationship. And we want relationships as believers that we can't remove ourselves. We don't just move on because we have an issue. Are you with me? We don't just move on. Some of you are in, in some tough relationships. Amen? Amen. Stay there and work them out. To the glory of God. He says this is his commandment. What is it? John, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. He says, so this is his commandment, that we should do what? Believe on the name. Believe that the name is efficacious, highly effective. Believe that that name will resolve the issue, the problem. Believe that that name will bring irrevocable blessings. Believe that that name is what brought you to that situation and that will take you beyond it. Amen. Believe that this is his commandment. What? Believe. Can you imagine? So when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with faith. Believe on the name of, the, of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And, ah, oh, conjunction. That's one thing I did learn in English. And is a conjunction. Yeah, I may not have gotten some of that, that other stuff right, but and is a conjunction. And so and brings them together. So you, are, you and I are to believe on, on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. We need to believe in the effectiveness of that name. That name has been given to us. It's like God giving you a, a, a million dollars or something or, or a billion dollars and you're still hungry. I mean, that makes it absolutely... No sense. No sense. It, it, it's, it's just not right for a believer to live in that place. It's wrong for us to be hearers but not doers. 
Let's walk this out. So he, so he, he spoke into us this name. This name covers us. He says, and love one another. So we are to love one another. And if it's never challenging, I don't think it's what God is speaking here. It, to love sometimes is challenging in the sense that you are giving. You are giving. I always, I've often said to us that it's not like uh, there are 50% of the people in the body of Christ who are hurting the other 50%. You know, some, some people will say things like, in this passage, you hear these things here and there. They'll say things like, well, I've been hurt. Okay, who hasn't? I mean, so that's the reason you're acting out something other than what God wants, because you've been hurt? I promise you, just as you have been hurt, you have hurt somebody. There's nobody here. You don't, don't, so don't do the victim thing with me. Oh, I've been hurt. Yeah, you've, been, you've hurt somebody, too. Yeah, so we, are, we, are, we hurt and we have been hurt. Okay, so the, the thing is, we have to love regardless of that. Amen. And you have the ability to love regardless. Amen. All right? So, so this is God's kind of love. He loved us, therefore we love him. We love him because he loved us. So you know, understand what that means. We love him. Why? Because he loved us. Before he loved us, we had no ability to love him. Actually, we hated him. You say, I never hated God. You did. Because you were a sinner. You were a transgressor. See, you know, we have often been accustomed, all of us, to some kind of gospel that's not a real gospel. Let me say that again. If your faith hasn't changed you, your faith hasn't saved you. You've got to get that in your spirit, man. If you are like you were before, you'd better check to see whether you're in the faith. Faith that saves us changes us. I don't have the same mindset that I had before Christ. I do not have. I don't even have the same mindset when I first got saved because I began to grow in the faith. Amen. Come on, somebody here. Amen. Love will change you. Love will change you. Love will change you. Mm. All right. <laughs> let, let, let me read something. Let me read something. Let me read some. I want to read it in Spanish before I read it in English, and then I'll come back here. Yeah, that is, if I can read it in Spanish. And I'll read to everybody who speaks English in a minute. And so I want to read it well, so Lord Jesus, have mercy. Ayúdame. In Spanish, it's 1 John 4, 1. He says, Queridos hermanos, no crean a cualquiera que pretenda estar inspirado por el Espíritu sino sometanlo a prueba para ver si es de Dios. Porque han salido por el mundo muchos falsos profetas. Porque han salido por el mundo muchos falsos profetas. En esto pueden discernir quién tiene el Espíritu de Dios. Todo profeta que reconoce que Jesucristo ha, ha llenado 
en cuerpo humano es de Dios. Todo profeta que no recono reconoce a Jesús no es de Dios, sino del anticristo. Ustedes han oído que este viene. En efecto, ya está en el mundo. And so, he says, he says here, he says here, and for all of us, all of us Americanos, all of us Norte Americanos, let me read this one. <laughs> I, I, I was struggling a little bit, but listen. Because, mande? Oh, muchas gracias. Hallelujah. You know, honestly, you know, we, we are one people, no matter where we are in the world. And what we have sometimes failed to grasp is that God gives something in one language that the other language doesn't quite have the ability to convey. And so the enemy tries to keep us all separated so that we don't get the full picture. That's what happens. And so I, I love this church. I love what God has done here. Let me read it to you in English. Beloved. And he calls it, it says, queridos hermanos en español. Uh, beloved brethren. And in Greek it says, agapetos. Agapetos. It's almost, almost like it should be Spanish. Agapetos. But beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many falsos profetas, false prophets, have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses, every spirit that acknowledges, every spirit that speaks, that agrees that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Wow. He says, you, you know, you ever see the news and you go, I don't know what to believe. That's not the truth. Because I said to a, a, a pastor yesterday about right here, I said, there are things that are just not true. You know, I don't, it doesn't matter what you think naturally. Forget it. We are spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. We have been born again. If the first birth was all that, you wouldn't have had to be born again. We are born of the spirit of God. We are called born ones of God. That's why you're saved. That's why you have abilities and enablement that others don't have. Stop reaching back into the past. You have a glorious present and an even more glorious future. We have great ability. So, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Let me read something again, and I'm going to, this is what he says in Spanish. En esto pueden discernir quién tiene el Espíritu de Dios. 
todo profeta que reconoce que Jesucristo ha venido en cuerpo humano es de Dios. Todo profeta que no reconoce a Jesús no es de Dios, sino del anticristo. So he's an antichrist. He says, everybody, now listen to him. Everybody who does not recognize Jesus, and he's not speaking of, of some mental ascent either, but everybody who doesn't speak, acknowledge it in their conduct, who doesn't walk it out, is not of God. I'm telling you, John, this, this old man, he says he'll put his head on the breast of Jesus. He was no wimp. He's telling us, this is, this is where we are, must live. And I'm going to say this and, uh, because I, my time is, is leaving me. But this is what I want to say. You and I have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is not time to play games. We must love like God has given us commandment. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Every one of us is in the process of being challenged as to our faith. One of the most hurtful things as a pastor is to see people that you have poured your life into walk away because God requires all of them. This is what he's doing today. This is what he's doing today. But this love that he's given you will give you the ability to overcome every obstacle and deal with every puzzling enigma. We'll do that. Amen. Amen. Wow. Leave your logic behind. I'm not saying good sense. Good sense comes from God. When somebody says leave your logic behind, it doesn't mean cut your head off. But do not rationalize situations because of what you see with your natural eyes. You put on your Christ glasses. Every day you walk out of that house, you get up, you put on your Christological glasses. And you see everything through Christ. See everything after Christ. If you want to know the truth, that's what you do. Because when Jesus comes, there's not going to be any makeup test. There's not going to be any do-overs. When Jesus comes, es todo. It's finished. It's terminado. It's concluded. The door is shut. Door shut. Say, Lord, let me in. No, I don't know you. Is that, is that something? I don't know you. But Lord, we ate and we drank with you. I was at the church, remember? I don't know you. Doors closed. Closed, shut. Shut. That's real stuff. And there's so many who are not telling the truth about these things. Let's walk this out. Let's walk this out. Let's be the church that Jesus died for. Let's stop setting a minimum standard. Let's stop 
wanting an easy way out or wanting everybody to act wonderfully so we can now respond wonderfully. I find in my life, no matter how old I get, people not, not changing. They still act bad. But I have to have the right response. I have to have a smile for their frown. I have to have a saw answer for their wrath. Wow. You, you can do it. There's another Spanish expression that I love. When I was trying to learn Spanish and I'm still trying to learn. But as I was watching Telemundo. Yeah, Univision. They were playing soccer or football. And they were running down the field and the young man would break away. He was kicking the ball and running. I'd hear a chant from the crowd. Si se puede, si se puede. Si se puede, si se puede, si se puede. And I thought, I wonder what the si se puede thing is. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. It's possible. It's possible. I say to all of us who are filled with the Spirit of God, all of us, you can love the unlovely. Si se puede, si se puede. Si se puede, si se puede. You can keep going where others stop. Si se puede, si se puede. Don't give up. Si se puede, si se puede. Because the love of God has been poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And the love of God equips you for every eventuality. The love of God will support you. The love of God embraces and encapsulates you. Yes. That's why Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How does he strengthen you? By his amazing love wherewith he has loved you. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Let me just bless you. Father, in Jesus' name, I bless these wonderful people of God. Lord, you love them more than I do, and I love them more than I can express. I want the very best for them. I don't want them to pull up lame or fall short. I don't want them to have such aspirations for this life that they reject your inspiration for this life and the next. I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be no aspiration greater than your inspiration. In the name of Jesus. I pray that they would be as in the book of Joshua when the children of Ephraim went to Joshua and complained that Moses had carded off too little property for them. Too little property. They said, to Joshua, they said, Joshua, we are a great people. Mount Ephraim is too little. Joshua says that if you are a great people and Mount Ephraim is too little for you, too small, go up into the wood country where the giants are there, where the Anakim are there and carve out a place for you. 
And the Bible says they took Joshua at his word and they did it. Father, I pray in the name of the Lord that we would not argue over these local lots. Your people are distracted over local lots. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. And I ask that you would open their eyes to something much greater. As the prophet said to the young prote, his young protege, when he saw the armies of the enemy surrounding them, he was panicked. He was panicked. But, you, but the older prophet said, open his eyes. Open this young man's eyes that he might see. And when you open his eyes, he wasn't looking at the chariots of the, of the enemy, but he said he saw chariots of fire around Elijah and him. I pray today in the name of Jesus that you would open our eyes and that we would realize that there is no help for us in broken cisterns. In broken cisterns in a broken system we are people of God we are we have a kingdom that's not broken that cannot be shaken I pray that we will lay hold of it in the name of Jesus Christ and for his sake and for his glory amen amen amen, amen.